sorry, I I was watching the clock waiting for you to call and then I got caught arguing or getting angry on Twitter, as is my want, <laughs> while I wander with my first coffee. <laughs> I expect nothing less, Danny. I don't know if you've heard, because it's probably not a big international story, but one of our main airlines, um, Virgin Australia, has announced receivership, gone into receivership, which, as I live on an island state, is going to mean that our um, prices for air travel are going to go through the roof because it will essentially be a monopoly for Qantas and we've been there, done that. Oh, man. And so while everyone's going, we've got to you know, nationalise Virgin Australia as an essential service, which I don't disagree with, but I'm thinking if the first essential service we reclaim for the public good is an airline <laughs> so that rich people don't pay so much to travel between Hobart and Melbourne and we've still got people with disabilities and aged people in the clutches of the free market, yeah, I'm gonna, it's not going to be rich people's taxes that are getting cut. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, so yeah. Coffee, how are you going? <laughs> I got to say, that is such a great intro that I think we're just going to be rolling right now. And I'm just going to introduce the show. We're going to do a, this show will be the only show ever that has a cold open. But that's it right there. <laughs> I'm Jason Crane. You're listening to A Brief Chat. Today is Tuesday. It's the 21st day of April, the year 2020. And that voice you just heard is uh, my good friend Danny McCormick, who lives, as you probably already figured out, if you uh, have some basic geography, lives in Tasmania. And Danny, it's great to hear from you. Great to talk to you. And I'm really glad you took the time to chat with me on the podcast. Thank you. I'm, I'm, that wasn't intentional, but I'm, I'm going to roll with it. I'm ready. I, I mean, when you start with the political content, like, I mean, who am I to say? Well, first of all, we can't do it again because it's never as good the second time. And you just <laughs> you just came hot to the mic. You were like, all right, we've been talking for four seconds. Let me lay out for you some of the things that are making me angry right now. I'm like, well, come on. <laughs> Sorry. If you're yeah, going to start with the gold, too, we're going to we're going to go go with it. So um. Just to kind of set the scene a little bit, will you tell folks what you do for a living? Certainly. So I am a disability support worker and I've also worked in aged care. And I've been doing that for around about 30 years now. Um, I've worked in government and private sectors. Um, and yeah, that's what I do. Disability support. Love it. Love it to death. Just, you know, I, I'm, I love the job. I don't like the uh, the system. But isn't that, you know, a universal sort of feeling that we all share? <laughs> and so disability support, does that mean for folks who might have problems doing things like around the house, you go in and help or, you know? Uh... Yeah, yeah. The full the full gamut. I mean, um, when you think of disability support, what a lot of people think first thing is, oh, that's probably like helping people in wheelchairs to do activities of daily living, you know, going to the shops, doing their cooking personal care, showering, getting dressed, you know, that sort of thing. But it's such a vast and complicated um, sector to work in because it also encompasses things like people with severe intellectual uh, incapacities, um, people with behavioural issues, people with dementia. Um, it, it includes people with um, severe autism, 
because there's a, a stereotype of autism that you know people with autism are just um, you know really interesting genius people that we just have to get to understand a little bit better. And although that's not true, the the far end of the spectrum is people who are functionally um, very disabled, unable to do anything. Um, so it's supporting people. It, it's not a thankless task, but it's it's a um, it is at times one. You know, you have to step back and look at the big picture of it all. So I work with because I've got the experience and the training. I tend to work with very complex care cases. So I work with people who have got behaviours of concern and um, sometimes complicating mental health issues. So um, people who've got a physical disability plus, say, severe autism or a brain injury. You know, it's it's huge. It's very hard to pin down, as you can hear as I grasp for a, a concise description. And everything you've just described is very physical, very much, you know, in the same space as the person you're helping. And how is what's happening right now in terms of the uh, COVID-19 epidemic? How is that impacting the work that you do since it all is, you know, direct contact? Yeah, well, that's what I mean by the um, airlines are suddenly being considered an essential service, which they are. Transport's very important. But um, we are one of those essential services that people don't really think about. We come under the health umbrella, and yet people always, you know, and rightly so, uh, health professionals are very important. The doctors are important, nurses are important, the frontline staff are very, very important. But they, what they're doing is the same level of care quite often with as much PPE as anyone can throw at them, whereas um, we're scraping to find PPE. We're doing personal care. Um, we're doing medication administration. Um, we're giving, we're feeding people, changing um, colostomy bags quite often. There's there's all sorts of very intense personal care that you can undertake as a disability support worker, but we are not. No one's talking about us. So the union's doing a pretty good job of um, approaching the government and making sure that we're, you know, a bit more attention's paid to what we do. Give us the correct personal care. Try and get us some. Um, additional payments, for example, if we are working with somebody who is um, someone who has actually got COVID, which luckily where I'm working at the moment, no one's tested positive. But Tasmania's got an interesting case at the moment because Australia has done fairly well. We got onto the lockdown fairly early. It wasn't smooth, but it, we got onto it fairly early and it's been social distancing measures, etc., have been quite closely followed. But in the northwest of Tasmania, there's a... Um, a cluster where some health workers um, have been working who had it, wasn't diagnosed. There's a bit of controversy around what had happened there. But we've got a cluster of health workers in Northwest. So Tasmania's actually got one of the hot spots up in the northwest of the island where um, they basically closed off that section. So you can't travel in and out of the northwest at the moment without um, approval and big chunks locked down. You mentioned that the job that you do now is a union job. Are you in a union that is particularly for disability support workers, or is it a, does it cover a larger swath of the working oh, it's public? It's fairly large. It's, it's, it's community services. So the union, I'm, I don't work for them. I'm just a, a delegate. I say just a delegate. Everyone knows delegates are very important, and they <laughs> are. But um, I know I'm not working for the union. I still work for a, a, a not-for-profit organization 
the not-for-profit disability support provider. And the union I um, am affiliated with is Haksu, who are excellent, very vocal. And I, one of the things I'm enjoying about Haksu, because I used to um, be in the Public Service Association when I worked in Adelaide in um, South Australia for the first 20 years of my career. And they were very good, but they did feel a bit isolated. And Haksu just goes, what, there's a march, there's a, a campaign on? Yeah, we're going. doesn't matter if it's us or not. If, you, if you're free that day, let's get down there. Let's, let's show solidarity which I am all about. So I'm enjoying that aspect of the role. Danny, can you come back tomorrow and keep talking about this? Yep, certainly. I am Jason Crane. That is Danny McCormick. This is A Brief Chat. You can find all of the previous episodes of this show at abriefchat.com, where you could also become a supporter. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the situation on the ground in Tasmania. I love you. A better world is possible.